welcome to Showtime Arnett Sports Talk Show. We're just going to jump right into it today with exciting news. Yes, yes, yes. This is MLK Day, and we want to thank everybody, not just for being here, but just a blessing on this MLK Day for just us, for the freedom that we worked so hard for, and, you know, the justice that we're still fighting for. You know, even though Martin Luther King's not here, we're still fighting for some of the injustice that he stood for and marched for back in the day. And today... Um, we have a special guest, and I'm not going to really say special, but we have an awesome guest here today. Um, this guest, I've been knowing him since my seventh grade year. And the reason why I've been knowing him since my seventh grade year is because we went to the same middle school together. We both attended West Lane Middle School. Um, he, he played on the eighth grade basketball team for Coach Wilbon, and I played on the seventh grade basketball team for uh, the old guy. I forgot his name. Um Coach Kraft, yeah, Coach Kraft. So I, I, I clung to Greg Black because he was just someone that, you know, he, he was funny and then his basketball talents, you know, you, you can talk the talk and you can walk the walk. But when your game speaks for itself, there's no talking that needs to be done. So I'm just going to bring Greg Black on here, sir. Welcome to the show, man. Yes, thank you for having me, Jay. I appreciate it. Showtime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I just want to talk about – the days when you started playing basketball, when did you realize that basketball was something that you love to do? Uh, just to be totally honest with you, man, I didn't realize basketball until Westlake. Okay. I actually was leaning more towards football at the time just because I was in love with the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Dorsett was my boy. I wanted to be Tony Dorsett so bad. Right. The way he dressed, the way he walked, the way he talked, that was me. But see, what I realized playing football in the city, I played down in Tad, that other boys have football dreams too. Mm-hmm. And they out. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Yes, because you played football just like I played football at West London. That was kind of you were the you were the two athlete sport, kind of like a Deion Sanders, you know, with the football and basketball. And you played some baseball, if I don't if I recall, at, at, uh, at North Central too as well. And uh, we let's talk about that transition. Now you go from playing West Lane middle school basketball to going to high school ball, playing Coach Hoffman and. Your freshman year, you got some varsity action because of the way your game spoke for itself. Talk about how that kind of changed who you were in becoming Greg Black. Well, I mean, just keep it 100 with you. It was Wesley who made me what I was. Okay. Because, I mean, at that point, they had given me the athlete of the year or something at Wesley, which, I mean, they only give that to people who really put in their work. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. So that, that shows that I could actually put the work in and have rewards to it. So when I got to North Central, mm-hmm. I had a chip on my shoulder. Like, I honestly, and you could ask any of my friends, I felt like I should have been playing varsity my freshman year. Like, starting, like, at least playing, contributing a lot of minutes. But because of my size, nobody believed me. Right. <laughs> so, so then I had to prove myself. So freshman year, we go 26-1, and one, only lose one game. I, I destroyed, we, my whole squad, we destroyed, we averaged winning games by 20 points. Like I said, here we only had one loss. So after the freshman season was over, I moved up to JV. They, 
that only put me in JV for one quarter because they're saving a quarter for varsity, which it didn't make sense to me. I was like, if you're going to let me play varsity, then I can understand saving me a quarter. Mm-hmm. But if not, you get my rock on them JV. You right. Freshman, my thing. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? I, had, I was a young boy, so I had to buy my time. So once the JV season was over with, then I actually dressed varsity for the section. Nice, nice. Now, how was that playing varsity? Was that a lot of pressure playing varsity with a lot of the people that's game was, you know, kind of, you know, above average? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It was, no. Varsity was all it was meant, built up to be. Like I said, if you didn't put your work in, if you didn't ball, then mm-hmm. you wasn't going to play for the bottom line. So I just, like I said, I went in just wanting to work hard and just not let anybody else outwork me. Mm-hmm. No matter if they're freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, I didn't care what, what it was. Now, an uh, eye-opener for me was playing with Tony Barbie and Bill Gillis and those guys. I know those guys. I mean, oh, yeah, I was, I was so scared. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we heard them, we grew up on them from West Lane on up. We heard about those guys. Right. So when I worked with them, it was just like a whole another. Oh, it was a whole other show, man. It was crazy, but I know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember it. It was a seventh grade and eighth grade team. Both of us, we went to North Central and watched North Central scrimmage because that's yeah. when they used to take us a scrimmage, and that's when I was like, wow, because I said, Greg going to be going to North Central because that's when you was all to talk about at West Lane. Then when you went to North Central, they had Tony Barbie, you know, uh, Bill Gillis. They had the oh, front. Yeah. They had Franklin that played in Virginia. Um, you had Jason Corbin. You guys had some, man, you guys had a squad that year. Plus, you had Mike Elliott, Dan Phillips, Aaron Smith. Um, man, you got uh, Bill Swords. You know, yeah. man, I remember those guys, man. All them dudes, man. That, that, man, it was so much competition. Like, even just like from going to the open gym. Because, you know, everybody used to tell you, man, if you don't go to the open gym, there ain't no way you're going to make the team. Exactly. So I'm riding my bike from, I would say, 64th and Michigan Road, road. All the way up to the just to go to the open gym and then turn around and ride my bike all the way back home. Like, just putting in the work, man. And, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but those bike rides helped my legs as well, too, which made me even stronger. Right, right. Now, talk about Coach Kaufman. How would you rate him as a coach from, you know, from the coaches that you see now coaching basketball to how Coach Kaufman coached back then under you guys? I mean, just keeping it real, Coach Kaufman, he's a great guy. Right. Because right. and the only reason why I say that because once Mitchell came in, he put in that up tempo, and, and his only thing was he don't care what you do on the offensive end, but you gonna play defense. Okay. And he was like, that, y'all can do whatever y'all want on the offensive end, but right. all keep locking up. And which I think that's the philosophy we should have been taking a long time ago at North Central with all the athletes that we have. Man, exactly. Yeah. So now. Moving on from North Central, um, you played college ball in Texas at Pan America at McGullin, Texas. Let's let's get into that and talk about that transformation from now, from middle school to high school, now to the college level. Now you're a man, you're a young man growing up seeing the world. Now you have your responsibilities, class, weight room. Let's talk about that. Oh yeah. I love just playing the college ball just because 
I love to go to different places and see all the different people. Mm-hmm. The work was super, super hard. Just again, it's like the same thing with North Central where you're starting over from scratch. Nobody knows who you are. And you gotta grind and put the work in before people start giving you your props. Like everybody don't think just automatically that you your name is Greg Black from Indiana that you can hoop. Right. So I have people trying to take my job, I'm trying to take other people's job. And then like you said, we still gotta balance the schooling, you know what I mean, the extracurriculars, meet girls, like I mean just life period. You right. Know what I mean? It's, it was a, an incredible experience that I if any kid asks me, I always tell them, go for it. Right. Now, was there any pressure on you at that time, you know, playing basketball, being away from home? You know, you know, you're not in Indiana anymore. You're in Texas playing basketball. You know, your parents are there with your support. But at the same time, you know, you have to do all this on your own. Talk about mentally the state of focus that, that you had to portray while you were away from home. Right, right, right. 
Hey, this is your man Showtime Ornette. We're going to take a quick commercial and we're going to return right back here with Mr. Greg Black. Okay, and now, so let's talk about, now this was a touchy moment about last year around this time, um, the great Kobe Bryant, you know, when the news came out, you know, the world was shook, you know, about his death and his and his daughter and, and, the, and the people that were on the plane. Can you remember where you were when the news um, was uh, told about Kobe's death? Oh yeah, man, I was actually on the road. Mm -hmm. I just got home. I started my phone and started blowing up. Mm -hmm. And like somebody texted me and I was like, man, they need to stop playing like that. Right. They just started rolling in one after the other. Then you check Facebook, then you check Instagram, you check all the social media. It's all confirming everything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just mind blown, man. And Kobe meant so much to everybody in the basketball league. I just I just love the fact that the dude, everybody knew he was copying Jordan stuff. But he still made it his own. Yes, he, he, he impacted his own way. Right, exactly. And he was a killer. Cl clutch. Yeah, no. Kobe was great. No, he, he is a killer, will always be a killer. And Kobe, Kobe was just amazing. I mean, I just love to see it. It's like art, artwork, watching him, poetry, emotion. And, it, and my thing is, it's like, I know LeBron's a good player. I'm not taking anything away from LeBron because he's up there, but... He's still, he's not past Kobe or Mike. I mean, that's just my opinion. Because. And, I, and, I, and that's my opinion, too. I, agree I, I don't, I don't, I, I can't see. I mean, I don't care how many times LeBron goes to the finals. He's been to the finals already seven or eight straight times and won. And Jordan has never lost the finals. So my thing is, if you never lost the finals and you six and oh in the finals versus three and nine, that's a big, that's a big thing. And. You know, I'm sorry. He's four now. He just won his fourth one with the Lakers. You know, so what he do? Uh, with two with Miami, one with Cleveland, and one with the Lakers. So yeah. my thing is, even if he gets another two, my thing is he he doesn't have that he doesn't have that killer mentality where each time he comes down. Now some games, I'm not gonna lie, he 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 gets that play when he's mad. But Jordan did it night in, night out. You know, he wasn't taking no days off, you know, and that's the thing about it. But I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, I like what LeBron's doing, you know, with the school. He, you know, he has built for those kids, um, you know. He, I, everybody, and I agree with you, Showtime. I'm not taking nothing from LeBron James. He's definitely a beast. I mean, he's the same. He's taller than Mike, bigger, stronger than Mike. They might run about the same speed. They might even jump the same. But the one thing he's missing that Mike got, like you said, is that killer is that heart where I will not be denied. I'm going to make this shot. I don't care who, what, where. Give me the ball. Get out of the way. Exactly. Exactly. And, and with that, um, let's talk about, in your opinion, which is the tougher division, the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference? I mean, the way it's breaking down now, I mean, they're about even, I think, right now. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to say the other just because we don't know what teams are going to do what exactly. Right. Just looking at it on paper, I mean, they look like they're about even down now where a couple of years it was all east, a couple of years it was all west, west, right. 
it. Now it's um, balanced like, out. It's come down to a quarter, flip the coin, you know what I'm saying? Right. So what do you think about, you know, you're you're a Pacer fan. Uh, what do you think about your Pacers trading Victor Oladipo and then Curtis LeVert, as, as he came for his physical, um, he's out for the rest of the season. Now, who do you think got the better deal on that trade? Honestly, I mean, I think the Pacers did. And mm-hmm. the only reason why I said that because there was a lot of rumors floating around how Victor was complaining, you know, on the hush. Right. How he didn't hear, how I just wasn't this, how he didn't like that. Whatever the case may be. Right. If you're not happy with me, go ahead and get a bird. Because the only reason why I say that, because my face has been balling without you for I don't know how long. We did it in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? We did what we did it before the bubble. You know what I'm saying? Right. You was hurt. Taking off games. We've been winning games with dude. We made the fourth seed without you, basically. Yes. So, Turner can play consistently like he's doing. I, you oh, know. No, no. The, the reason why Miles is going to be good, and, I, and, I, and I've been arguing with my, my boys about this, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, Matt, no. I'm like, no, Nate McMillan wasn't letting Miles go. Exactly. That dude is 24. He can handle the ball. He can shoot the ball. He can, you know what I'm saying? He can make moves to them, but they, that's not what they wanted from him before. This coach right here that we got now, he letting him go. And you see what happened once he let him go. You he's say, blocking. Oh, He's, he's a leader in blocks right now. Matter of fact, Miles Turner is the leader in blocks in the NBA. He's leading. He has. He's averaging almost five blocks a game, and that's more than five teams right now. But we're almost uh, done with this interview. I just have a couple more questions. Now, let's talk about your Dallas Cowboys. What is what is going on with Jerry Jones? What is I mean, I love Dax Prescott. I, I love I love the you know the combinations that the Cowboys has, you know, Galloway and also um 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 uh Toomer, you know, and, and Elliott in the backfield and you know and, and then you got the Notre Dame Jalen White defensive back, you know, phenomenal uh, linebacker. Where, where do you see the Cowboys next year? And do you think Dax will be ready to be played, you know, ne- next season? Oh, yeah, they go, I think they're going to get Dax taken care of, mm-hmm. number one. And then number two, I mean, the main thing that we need to focus on now is our defense, man. Our defense is just terrible. Hopefully we make some changes. We got C.D. Lamb on the offensive field. He cranks it up, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, we got Cooper and we got uh, Gallup. So, I mean, we got a, we got a unit from... Like I said, we just got to get everybody healthy. And I, t- and I say this every year about football, man. Mm-hmm. Football, the best team that all, it all comes down to whoever can stay the healthiest. Right. You can, you can avoid that injury bug by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You'll be one of the favorite teams. Because as long as you got your, all your crew, you can rock with everybody. Right. Stop playing, taking some of your weapons. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Okay, I'm going to ask you some questions. And when I ask you some questions, you just think, just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay? Okay. Ready? Your favorite food? Oh, that's uh, pizza or, or cheeseburgers. Favorite vacation spot? Oh, 
Drive. Okay. Who's your who? What type of music do you listen to? Oh, I'm '90s hip hop and R&B all day. Who's your favorite rapper? Nah. Okay. Okay. If if you could be anything, if you could be an animal, what animal would you be and why? Oh, I would be uh, uh, the lion. And that's because he's the king of the jungle, homie. Okay. Hey, you heard that, the king of the jungle. We're going to let that be the last of this interview segment. I appreciate the time we had with Greg Black. You know, man, we chopped it up here. Um, like I said, this guy is a phenomenal guy, my friend. I love him to death. And, you know, one of the guys I looked up to, so I stay out of trouble because, you know, you know, back then, you know, if you let your mind wander, you could get into some things. And, you know, Greg was a positive motivation guy and never let me, um, you know, go in the wrong direction, you know, when you know your parents aren't around you got to have those homeboys that they keep you straight and you know that was good and i kind of like that and um is there anything else you want to say greg to the to the people yeah i want to tell look make sure y'all stay up on my boy showtime he's a man he's gonna do this he's gonna blow up and y'all want to make sure y'all know him now so when he blow up you don't have no problem playing you know what i appreciate that man and this this is a long journey and, you know, I, I just I, I appreciate the love, man. I'm just showing love to everybody, man. So with that, man, um, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to Mr. Showtime Arnett and our special awesome guest today, Mr. Greg Black. Thank you, everybody. God bless and good night. Thank you for listening to Showtime Arnett Sports Talk Show, the podcast. You can check it out on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Breaker.audio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Thank you once again for listening to Showtime Arnett Sports Talk Show, the podcast.